Welcome back to the Boats and Does podcast. This is Tyler. I'm Ben. And Brandon. And Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Oh, jeez. You're in the hot seat this <laughs> yeah, week yeah. there, bud. I, yeah, 10 I questions like, for me. I feel like this is going to go downhill quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this week, we're going to get to know Brandon. Hmm. Bless your heart. If you don't know what bless your heart means because you like live out west or something, <laughs> that is, um, that, that's not very good in the south. It's not a compliment in yeah. these neck of the woods. Well, mouth of the south. What you guys got? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, All right, dream trip, go. Dream trip. Um, hunting or fishing? Both. Okay, fishing. I want to go to Russia. Okay. And I want to go to all the backcountry stuff. Yep. I, re- I read about like there's this untapped trout water. Yeah. Like steelhead water and stuff. Yep. I want to go there. All right. Um, don't know Dude, much about it, obviously. A couple of years ago on the uh, fly fishing film tour, they were in, I don't know, there was a river that started with a K and there was like six Ys. And a couple of A's. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> they were in that river. <laughs> they were fishing a huge mouse pattern. Yep. And they had it out there. And it's like a perfect drift down. And you can see the fish because they had drone shot of it. Yep. Dude. Smoked it. That fish went by it went downstream and then flipped around and came up and crushed. He needed the, some speed. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be my freshwater trip. Um, okay. My saltwater fishing trip, I would probably do uh, Great Barrier Reef. Okay. For GTs, uh, permit, bonefish, dogtooth tuna, um, all the good stuff. Awesome. Um, I would also probably hit some inland stuff while I was there mm-hmm. um, for Barramundi or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then for hunting, uh, the trip that like always sticks with me that I want to do is I want to get dropped off in a float boat in Alaska. That'd be awesome. And just float down a river and like shoot caribou and bear and moose and whatever. Whatever moose. Yeah. And just like have a tag for everything and just like have a good time with my buddies. What are the chances you think you pull all those tags? Um, well, Alaska is not really a, from what I understand, it's not really like a pulling issue as much as it is a money issue. True. I mean, like, I don't think it's that hard to get a caribou tag. How many float boats are you planning on having? Uh, if you're going to shoot a caribou, a moose, and a I'm not saying all in the same trip. <laughs> I'm just got, saying. It's got a convoy going to the river. So, like, you guys know that I believe the, like, like the hunting or fishing is kind of just an excuse to go see someplace cool. Yeah. And like, I always feel that way. Like if it's a caribou tag, then we, we go hunt caribou, right? Like yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to experience someone flying me in on a float boat. I want to experience getting to the plane and then being like, you can't take half that crap. And then like <laughs> yeah, having to downsize yeah. and be stressing about it and then just getting out there and figuring it out with my buddies. Mm-hmm. So yours is less about the, so more than the animal. Yeah. Like why not a lodge and fly out from there for different animals? I mean, because it's I, his dream, Ben. Let him dream. I'm just asking. I mean, <laughs> I'm just I, criticizing I just, your dreams here. <laughs> I think because I'm addicted to Type Three fun a little too much. Okay. Like, I yeah, want. Same. I want to rough it. Yeah. I want. I want to experience it, and I don't want to experience it like the way a rich man experiences it, even if I have money. Okay. Like, I want to experience it the way that like. I think we can figure this out. <laughs> we just jump out of a plane over Alaska. 
I ain't jumping out of nothing. <laughs> Can he at least land first and then I'll jump out? <laughs> 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 yeah, so that would be like, and just like, you know, taking a fly rod on that trip and just like mm-hmm. catching whatever's there, oh, whether man. it's like whiting or what, what's the, isn't that whiting? Grayling. Grayling. Yep. Yeah, grayling or, you know, whatever. Just some like salmon. Some what? Some some salmon, sorry. <laughs> I thought it would be funny. Everybody's reaction was not funny. So, 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 what? So, 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 some salmon. It's pronounced salmon for everybody Gastonia, listening. But. It's, it's salmon. <laughs> yeah, um, so that would be my dream trips probably. Um, there's a few more tucked in there that I want to do. Um, yeah. I, I want to I wanna do pronghorn with all you dipshits. That uh, would be fun. Um, I just think that's like a kind of a leisurely western hunt. Yeah. Like it would be fun just to go out there with some long range rifles and just try to pick off some pronghorn at like 600 yards. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that they taste good or they're that hard to kill. It's just like something I want to do. It's just cool. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I don't know that I think my biggest like goal in the near future for trips is I want us to build a short bus together for like, like a hunting fishing hunting fishing short bus <laughs> with boats and does slapped on the side. <laughs> yep. Like that's my goal for next year is to find a bus and build it. That'd be cool. I'm here th- for that. I'm I think a, I think a big bus is just like a little too inconvenient to drive. That's mm-hmm. why I said short bus, not because we're the degenerates of the outdoor world. Although it fits. <laughs> I, like, mean, I think it's on. <laughs> our acronym is bad. <laughs> bad outdoors. outdoors. Yeah, I yeah. mean like the bad O bus. <laughs> Yeah, I want a big old QR code right on the back yeah. so people can just like you scan know. it going down the highway. <laughs> we can put some speakers like, on the outside of it and just have the, the podcast playing as we're going down the highway. <laughs> we might get some more listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so that's like my near future. And I want it to have like dog kennels in it. So like, you know, if you want to take Titan and I want to take Nash or Bo or whatever, we can, you know, have some bunk beds. and mm-hmm. Like, I just think that would be, be so cool. Um. Yeah. What else you got? What else you got, Tyler? So, solely, who? If you had to pick one person, who had the most influence in your hunting interests? This is a very easy question. I mean, I know it is, but the listeners don't. So, like growing up, my first hunts were with my dad, um, and I can remember going to his hunting camp and like enjoying that and having a blast and like back then they hunted out of plywood like made tree stands up in the forks of trees like kind of real sketchy he used to put me on his shoulders and carry me up there and we would just sit there and like we saw deer my first trip out surprisingly um and then he took me back to camp and we shot his 30 out six I had it on his shoulder and then I was like looking through the scope and like pulling the trigger. So that was pretty cool. Um, nice. that's like my first memories hunting. Um, flash forward. We you had some, how old? Geez, I don't know. Probably four or five. Yeah. Um, I was young, like no way I could have shot a gun. I, at that point I was, I was in like red rider stage. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a good time. We like, you know, we took sleeping bags down to their little hunting cabin um, down in South Carolina, and that was a good time. Well, some things went on in my family, and my dad kind of stopped hunting. Um, 
and he kind of lost his land and all this stuff. So then my mom was working with this guy, Wayne. Um, he runs a hunt club. He's the president of Piedmont Hunt Club, which has 10,000 acres down in South Carolina. <sighs> it's one of the nicest ran hunt clubs you'll ever see. Um, they put kids first. Um, and it's more back then, which I've heard it's changed a little bit just because the communities changed a little bit. But back then it was all about community and we would shoot ski and we would have youth day events. Like we would have shooting cool. competitions and, but every chance he got, like I was invited. Mm -hmm. He didn't care. I hunted with that man for like five years. Yeah. I didn't kill a deer or a turkey <laughs> and we hunted. I mean, like to me, it felt like we hunted all the time, but like looking back, I probably went with him probably five to 10 times a year. Yeah. Um, but it was fun, man. We'd go down there. We'd stay. He had this little, um, like kind of, do you know what a teardrop camper is? Mm -hmm. He had one of those set up per semi permanently. Right. And it was built out with like plywood bunks and we used a lantern as like, we would get the, it good and warm yeah. at night. And then we would just cut a lantern on super low and it would keep it warm enough. Nice. Um, and then he always got those frozen sausage patties and cooked them for mm -hmm. breakfast. And then we would go out there and the way it works with 10,000 acres is you pin a spot. Well, the kids kind of draw first and there's, you know, there's banter back and forth and everybody's having a good time. And then like somebody chooses to cook dinner for everybody. Like that was the first place I ever had low country boil, mm -hmm. um, or broil, however you want to say it. And it's just like, that's where I cut my teeth and learned a lot more than I realized. Um, yeah. a lot of the stuff that I still am. Wayne's a very particular guy. Yeah. Um, you pick your feet up when you walk through the woods. Mm -hmm. He, he won't, if you drag your feet, like it's bad. If you go turkey hunting with him and he like ask you to call, you better not do anything. It sounds like a putt. Yeah. Cause you're going to get like, he's old school. Yeah. He wants you to do it right. And wants you to, he'll explain what you did wrong. Like one time you do it again. Like, yep. He's upset. That's well, like my uncle. Yeah. Popped me in the back of the head fishing. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, very much like that. Uh, very, I still talk to him. Um, probably once every eight to 10 months we'll go eat. Mm -hmm. Um, he's a hard man to get a hold of. He's retired now. Yeah. So he gets to do whatever he wants. Nice. Um, and yeah, that's the, that is like the reason that I, that's how I got into hunting and I got into mobile hunting at a young age. Okay. Um, because down there, like hunting 10,000 acres, they have club stands and stuff over yeah. food plots. But like they were all about buckshot tree stands, which if you're not from the southeast, you probably don't know what it is, but it's a face the tree climber. Um, yeah. And they we would put rucksack military backpack straps on them and carry them in and set them up. And dude, when I was like nine years old, I'm like going in, setting up a tree stand. <laughs> he would point me to the tree and then be like, all right, have fun. Yep. And that's probably why I didn't see any deer because I would climb up there and fall asleep. <laughs> um, but that's got who got me. Naps in. Yeah, that's who got me into hunting. And then my dad always fished. So um, my dad's probably the biggest influence to fishing. Um, he's always been like carp, catfish. Never really been a big bass guy. Mm -hmm. I kind of got into the bass and the fly and the striper and all that stuff on my own. But, you know, he laid the groundwork for that. Yep. Okay. What's your uh, favorite outdoor memory? Ooh, man. Like hunting or fishing? Both. When you when you think of like outdoorsmen, which we consider ourselves, what's your like go-to? 
man, I, I literally have like, I'm thinking of like 15 different memories right now. And that's just the last couple of years. Yeah. Cause those are the ones fresh on my I mean, mind. It changes over the years. Yeah. I'll say, um, so like I hunted blacktail when I was stationed out in California, mm-hmm. um, me and Walker, much like we convoyed up in the Jeeps, he had his suburban and I had my 1500 on 33s and we convoyed up to this, uh, national guard base in central California. Cause you could hunt out there. Um, and we, we make camp. There's girls hollering at me, like at the stoplight, you know, they're shooting a breeze at us coming into town or whatever. And we've got radios. We're radioing back and forth and we're like <laughs> talking crap to these girls at the time. I'm single Walker's married and his wife's with him. So it's just funny. And then we get up there and we had never been blacktail hunting mm-hmm. and which is weird. The terrain's just hard to hunt and we get out there and whatever. And man, we hunt hard and we're riding around and there's this nice like seven, eight point buck. Mm-hmm. They're not very big. I won't call them a big buck because blacktail just, they're like 70 pounds. Um, and Walker's like scream. He's like, screaming there's a deer with the windows down yeah yeah and he jumps he goes to jump out of the truck and like the deer's already running off because he screamed <laughs> yeah, yeah. the deer didn't care that we were driving through there yeah didn't care at all he like we could have got out of the truck put orange on and then shot the deer and had a nice easy hunt right yeah no deer he's got a yell <laughs> there's a deer and blow the deer out of there and it runs <laughs> off the hill and then he grabs the gun and he just takes off running up this hill through this, like the thickest, like if you've never seen like California, central California brush, mm-hmm. it is like sagebrush to your, to your nipples mm-hmm. and it is thick. And he's like running up through there, like just get beat to death. And I'm just sitting in the truck, like shaking my head, <laughs> laughing at him. him. <laughs> That's one that sticks out. Um, and then opening day last year, was that last year, Tyler? Yep. Opening day of deer last year, me and Tyler had like probably one of the best seeing buck hunts I've okay. ever seen. I had in my life, and we that were, was one of the best hunts I've ever had in my life. That one was that one was stellar. Um, the first time we killed pheasants together, that one was that's at the top of the list. That sunset and you know just experiencing something that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then I'm hoping that I'll in a couple weeks here I'll have some more stories. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to them. What is, if you had to pick one species to ever fish for again? Salt or fresh? One species. One species. Does that mean that every place I go has them then? One species. Where do they live? Am Am I like in your current state, if you had to pick one fish like, and everything else dropped off the face of the earth. Like where I currently live? Yes. Does that mean that there are more of those fish? Nope. The, the same amount. The same amount of fish. Just I just falls off. I just can't fish for anything else. Yep. God. Um, striper. Interesting choice. Yeah, striper for sure. Striped bass, 100%. Because you know what? I can go chase those in the salt. I can go chase those in the fresh, and they pull hard, and they taste delicious. They are delicious. They are absolutely delicious. 
and they're fun to catch and it's not too terribly serious, but it's still serious enough to feel like it's a pursuit. Like I would do striped bass. Interesting. It's not where I thought that was going to go. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know that like, that's like my favorite fish to catch around here. Right. I mean, yeah, but where'd you, where'd you guys think I was going to take it? I thought you were going to lean more towards catfish. I mean, I think in our direct locale, that makes more sense. But I also think that I could give or take the catfishing. Yeah. What did you think? You thought bass? Uh, Yeah, bass or trout. Yeah, I mean, trout's a, you know, I, I like trout not because of the fish, but because of the places. Right, exactly. Well, I like the thing and you too, got a lot the, of subspecies of trout, so well, you got yeah. sea trout, you got, you know. But, like, then also with the catfish thing, it was more about the, the experiences. Because we've had, we've had some damn good times. The double up story is probably my favorite yeah. fishing story probably ever. Yeah. It was just wild. But it's like with the catfish and stuff, it's more the, like, even the nights we didn't catch fish, we still have, like, fun stories. I think we've had just as much fun catching carp off the bank. That is true. Like we've had a blast and we've caught every time we've went, we've caught fish, but like we've only been twice and we've caught what five fish. Yeah. And a lot of snapping turtles, tons of snapping <laughs> turtles. <laughs> One almost bit me. In I the don't think I've ever been <laughs> really. Mm. You should go. You probably shouldn't have it down there. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the, uh, I've never been carp fishing. Y'all get like paid ponds. I mean, we, uh, yeah, paid ponds. We got a spot on the club. We've been baiting. We really don't do the paid pond thing anymore. No. Yeah. It's just like. We were hard on it like two seasons ago. Yeah, it was fun. It's expensive. I think that was like right before I met y'all. It was. Y'all went yeah. to yeah. that. It was. <laughs> it's super expensive. And like, I don't necessarily. um, Like, there's too many choices and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of um, there's a lot of BS involved with carp fishing on Palix. Yeah. So that's probably why we don't do that anymore. But yeah, there's a considerable property loss from what I heard. <laughs> oh, he's talking about the truck going in the water. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that was yeah, a good yeah. that was a good bit of property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which actually wasn't terrible. It, it was a long time period, but uh, the the truck did get uh, restored and uh, yeah. go back to running order and got sold. So yeah, no, it looked super good when the guy. Yeah, the guy it. that bought it did some did some work to it. Did it was he? really good. Yeah. Okay. He owned a paint and body shop though. I mean, I yeah. mean, you know, but it did look good. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So, um, favorite books or movies about outdoors. I've already mentioned this on the podcast, but Headwaters by mm-hmm. Dylan Tamin. Um, I love that book. Uh, my favorite book as a kid was Hatchet. Oh, yeah. That was a great, mm-hmm. great book. Uh, uh, I read. <laughs> Salmon. I don't really know. Salmon. <laughs> I don't really know if I have a favorite hunting movie or whatever. Um, Desert, yeah. I do love Steve Rinella's stuff, all the meat eater, all the... I've been really into the duck camp stuff later lately, which is uh, Sean, the chef guy. 
the like Louisiana chef guy. Oh yeah. It's him and he goes to all these different duck camps and like cooks dinner. Cool. And so like I've been into that, but um, yeah, mostly just I try to read about the outdoors Mm -hmm. because most of the guys that I feel like have an opinion that I want to listen to write books. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to write one, what would you write about? Oh man, like a, does it have to be about the outdoors or is this just in general? I mean, it is an outdoors podcast, but yeah, what I, else you got? We're only trying to make this a living, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, whatever you got. Yeah, whatever, what no, you got? I mean, it, it's kind of outdoor related. <laughs> so my idea for like, I do want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is copyrighted by the way. Yeah. So my idea for writing a book is taking my experience traveling in the Volkswagen bus. Okay. And turning that into like, semi-fiction semi-reality like taking all my experiences and glamming them up a little bit and then adding some experiences in just okay. making it like semi-fiction but based on reality fiction so, with a good baseline yeah yeah we that, were talking a couple of weeks ago when you found that mushroom out there he like he looks like a hippie redneck <laughs> that goes along with it perfectly yeah, yeah it really does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he's got a picture <laughs> he's like in all camo and then he's hold up a giant mushroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I was driving a '69 Volkswagen bus that <laughs> yeah, I that yeah. I put the motor in that yeah. I built. Um, I bought it for forty five hundred bucks in California and blew the motor up and had to rebuild the motor. Nice. And built the motor, put a cabinet in it, like painted it from all this stuff, and then I just traveled from west coast to east in that thing. Nice. I had a fly rod in the back, had a guitar in the back. Um, he's not very good at the guitar. <laughs> or fly fish. <laughs> He's better at fly fishing. <laughs> Damn. It's rough out here. It hey. is rough out here. Hey, Ben's what are got, friends for? Ben's got a guitar opinions. and I smoke him on the guitar. Yeah, he's much better on the guitar, but I'm much better on fly yeah. rod. <laughs> so it was like the most redneck, hippie, rock climber, um, you know, it was like the perfect mix of West Coast and East Coast. Yeah, it was yeah. like the devil's lettuce meets natural light. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> yeah. That was a time of my life. All right. So you like to cook a lot. What's your favorite uh, dish to make from Wild Game? Ooh. I think my favorite, there's two that stick out to me, and both of them are at Deer Camp. Um, one was like the fanciest thing that's probably ever been cooked at deer camp. Okay. I did pheasant marsala. Okay. Like marsala wine, mushrooms, like the whole nine. And it was slapping. I have a picture of it and it was the most fanciest dish that has ever been plated. Like we plated it all nice and everything, but it was in a paper, paper (laughs) bowl. Yeah. That'll, that'll go up on the Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so pheasant marsala is one that sticks out to me. And then, Tyler shot a shot a deer up there and I go and like help him get it out or whatever and we take it back and we clean it mm-hmm. and I was like man so if you don't know from the the guys that listen to the podcast guys and girls that listen to the podcast I worked at a deer processor when I got out of the army it's a particular skill I now have because I've cleaned probably 3,000 deer in my life <laughs> yeah that I'm pretty good at it yeah and I was telling Tyler I was like yeah like um, some processors take this piece of meat out of the leg and like substitute it for people's inner loins, their okay. tenderloins, and they don't know any difference. And then they hmm. keep the tenderloins for themselves. It would, it would basically be like the butcher's cut yeah. out of a deer. Okay. 
Yeah, so they would keep the tenderloins and then replace it with this leg steak. Okay, which, which is, is better than the tenderloins. Which is, it's basically the the eye round okay. on a deer. All right. It sits between the two major large muscles in the butt. Okay. And it just sits up in there and it's like a tubular looking steak. Hmm. Um, and we cut them out. I was like, I just want to try it because I've never cooked it as a steak. I've always just ground it or roasted it or something like that. And I was like, I just want to try it to see how it passes for tenderloin. Yeah. Those were the best pieces of deer meat I've ever eaten in my life. Really? And Dude, now also, like, not to take anything away from it because it was the best deer meat, like, I've ever had as well. Yeah. But we were also a week into camp eating chili every day. Like, he took some slap and chili dirty might skillet that probably hadn't been cleaned in 10 years. <laughs> and slap some butter in there and fried these steaks hey, up. That was seasoning, seasoning on that cast iron. That's hey, right. I'm telling you right now, I would take that steak that we ate that night over almost any steakhouse I've ever been to. Really? And I have a very rich uncle. <laughs> like, I'm telling yeah. you, it was banging. Yeah, no, it was it was hands down probably one of the best pieces of meat I've ever eaten. I don't think I've ever had that cut. Mm, most people haven't. You will this year. Yeah. Next right. time we shoot one, we'll do All it. All right. And it was also like that. That was deer was good. That deer was still warm when I threw him into the. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the best. I shot that deer at like eight o'clock in the morning, and we were eating that steak at like three thirty, four o'clock that evening. Perfect. So it was. That was another thing about it that it was fresh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there ain't nothing like it. Um. Yeah, so a cookbook is another thing I would love to write. That would be cool. But I think that has to be like a culmination of all of us. Yeah. I it's think hard that to- would be a good idea, <laughs> yeah. though, for us to do like a three different recipes per wild game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I like the way Ranella does it where he doesn't he doesn't say this is a pheasant recipe. He says this, this is, is upland bird. This is an upland bird like breast recipe or this is a yeah. you could use a duck leg for this or you could use it, this for that. And I mean, you could use a chicken breast, duck breast, turkey breast like it's all you know, bird breast meat. Yeah, so I would love to write. It doesn't even have to be wild game, just a cookbook. Shoot. Yeah. Man, we if we get a website, we can throw it on a blog and then Yeah, we could get behind that. Well, wouldn't be bad. What else y'all boys got? You got anything? No, I'm trying to think of a good, like, thought-provoking closing, though. Oh, um, what what's a piece of equipment you want? A piece, oh, yeah, there we go. A piece of equipment that I want? Mm-hmm. I want a bank account that supports my, my habit. Equipment, man. <laughs> equipment. <laughs> equipment. Yeah, I do, too. Like, this is a piece of equipment, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um... Like your next big purchase to spoil yourself, what is it? I want an old, which I have one, but I think I'm going to try and get it redone. Um, I want an old side-by-side. Because you can't have a bird dog without a side-by-side shotgun, that is. There you go. Like I want a swank, not a swanky. I want a beat-up old side-by-side shotgun. I'm glad you specified shotgun because most people probably thought you meant like a Oh no! I would tear a side by side four wheeler or ATV to pieces. <laughs> yeah, y'all saw y'all saw the Jeep. Yeah, that was on yeah. night one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need a I don't need a thirty thousand dollar thing to beat up. I have a yeah. an old shotgun. That's a nice one though. Like we talking like engraved, like fancy, or you just like throw it. No, nah, man, I want like your like a Lefevre or um like something 
maybe Belgium or German or uh, just like or a French shotgun, like just one of those European like old school, like has the uh, markings under the barrel to tell you the proof, mm-hmm. barrel proofing and like just a good old like don't feel bad about beating it because it's not like it's not museum worthy. But it's also like a fancy dance kind of thing. No, it's not even fancy. It's just like it's a shotgun with a story. Yeah. I just can like, see that. Just like my custom rods and like stuff. Like I have a lot of respect for something that's old. And yeah. has its own story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like has carried has been carried in the hands of a bunch of people. Yep. It's like granddad's gun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like I wanna pass down I wanna I wanna be the one that buys granddad's gun. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then like people are talking like a hundred years from now, somebody's shooting their first deer with your gun. Yeah, or like their first like pheasant side side? or quill or... I hey, mean, you can hey. put a slug in the side-by-side, <laughs> yeah, side, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, um, that would be my next piece of equipment, would be a shotgun that, like, maybe looks the part over the back of Nash point birds. There you go. There there you go. go. I know that's a silly reason to want something, but, like... No, I mean, it's... Just- I've got plenty of really all wants are personal yeah i've got plenty of really nice guns like that's one that like really sticks out to me i also want an 870 wingmaster and like 16 gauge something weird <laughs> some oddball stuff and from right field all the way to left yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i want it to be like an old school 870 but i want it to be in like okay so left center yeah like i want it to be made before remington crap the bed yeah, before they sold. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. a good old uh, get to know Brandon here on the uh, get to know the cast series. Tyler's up next. I am. I'm in the hot seat next week. Well, speaking of speaking of how I like to cook, uh, we cook some smacking pizza. So let's go eat, boys. All right. All right. See y'all next time.